All right. You know what? We're just going to start it over. We're okay. just going to start it over. In typical uh, fashion. Wow, this feels weird. Hold with the headphones on. Am I yelling? I don't know. Are you? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Um, in typical fashion, we've tr- we've tried to record Buffy the Vampire Slayer now three times, and uh, here we are again. Here we are again. We keep having here issues. Here we are again. Some some of them are personal, some of them are mental, some of them are timing. You know what, though? It's good that we just caught it, like, now. ten minutes in, as opposed to talking for... A half hour? Let's be real, like an hour and a half. Right. <laughs> um... All right, I'm good. I'm good. We're good. Here Let's we get go. back in. We're getting right back Hopping in. Hopping back in. We're all dealing with personal pain and personal trauma, but that has nothing to do with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It does it? It actually might. It, it might. could have some stuff. It might. She has bad cramps, you know. She does. They are a symptom of being a slayer. Yeah. Which gets written out later on in the TV series because periods are icky. Well, we can't talk about <laughs> periods on. Yeah. TV. Yeah. Which it is a strange symptom for her to have in the movie that she gets these cramp because it's, it's like, like her it's, spidey sense. It's like her spidey sense is like female hormones undead, but then it's like it's really strange because it's like the vampires feed off blood and then she gets oh, yeah. cramps that are because she's sloshing off. D- I don't say sloshing. <laughs> It just doesn't make sense because then then I was I always watching the show growing up as a kid and being a young woman. It's just like, poor her. She would never know when her period was actually coming because she's always oh, near yeah. vampires and yeah. she's always cramping. Like, what a horrible superpower. If anything, maybe they should have made it part of her character that, like, she, she had, like, some, like, ovarian cancer or something as a kid. And then these are, like, weird feelings that she has, because you wouldn't get, like, if you got that removed, you wouldn't yeah. have those cramps. You I'm would trying get, like, so hot, hard to get mine removed. To get, like, hot flashes or something, but... It's even weirder, because then... But that, then if she started feeling cramps, she'd be like, what is that? I don't even know what that is. Right. You know? But all these things go back to the fact that they will never talk about women's problems on Yeah, television. yeah. I'm glad that I have a uh, female perspective for this episode on on, on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. From 1992, directed by Fran Rufel Kazai. Kazumi? We still don't know. We still know. We tried it it 10 minutes ago. And now, coming soon to Video Cassette. He's every girl's fantasy. I'm Pike. Hi. Hi. She's every vampire's nightmare. I'm the chosen one, and there are vampires? There's something going on around here. Something real weird. But together, they're turning a prom from hell... Strap them in the heart! ...into a dream come true. Christy Swanson and Luke Perry. Buffy, you're not like other girls. Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. But they did produce Angel from 90, 99 to 04. Did you watch Angel? I did. I, I didn't. I watched all of Angel. I watched all of the spinoffs. I even later on read most of the comic books. That's gross. You're gross. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
Well, it was why we were working at the uh, bookstore. Right. And so we had that. It was pretty much the bookstore was like a free rental place to yeah. movies, DVDs, CDs, and comic books. So I, I got through most of Buffy, the comic books, until Buffy became a lesbian. And I don't know, like, why that, like, turned me off of it so much. But I was also like, it just seemed like it just wanted, it was just going that direction, not because she wanted to be a lesbian because they didn't know how to write her being sexy anymore. And on top of that, I, I think that the the show has a big feminist following and a, a large lesbian audience right. on top Which of it. Which is fine. Similar it's... to like a Xena. Yeah. You know, that almost felt like they were like pandering. Yeah, it was just like we didn't need that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she could have lesbian lovers, but she doesn't need to be like looking for a girlfriend. No. You know what I mean? We've already gone through her being with Angel and Spike. Do we really need her to have another girlfriend? She obviously does not do relationship well. Yeah. She's out at night looking for vampires. She's not a good, <sighs> solid relationship. Aren't we all? <laughs> aren't we, aren't all, we all? Aren't we all out late at night looking for vampires? Yes. I literally grew up wishing that this was my life. Yeah. Not only this movie, but the show. Well, I guess we can get into that at the yeah. end. We'll get into that at the end. Okay. Because you've rewatched the show multiple times. I only saw it the first time it was on television. I'm also notoriously bad at television. Oh. I pretty much only watch Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I watched this And my as true it... crime stories. Right. Love my true crime stories. I watched this as it aired. I watched the reruns. I've gone back and watched it a couple times on streaming. I also read the novels. There was novels that came out before the graphic books. I read all yeah, those. Yeah, that, that is some next level. Yeah. Just toxic, disgusting nerddom that well, you I, possess. I got through all of my... You love novelizations. I do. <laughs> you I love, love them. I love it. Yeah. I, I need to know the difference between the book and the show. Right. And I'm going to watch the show and then read the book. You yeah. do it opposite. I do it opposite. Interesting. I think that's a that's a nice way to do it, though. Yeah. But also, I, like, read all of Anne Rice and I needed more. Yeah. I, like, I read all- You love like, a vampire. I love vampires. I read, like, probably from, like, middle school and high school, I read every vampire novel I could. And then when I got into my 20s, I found the vampire smut novels. Oh, oh fell in love. Oh, yeah? I love a good vampire smut. That's interesting. Mm. What about Twilights? Okay. Did I you d- touch them? I did. Yeah? I did, but I was a little older than when they came out. I mean, and that's fine. I know. I was working at the bookstore in the mall. Which I worked at after, after you me, left yeah. as well. Well, I got... I, I got fire they thought I was stealing. Yeah. I was keeping my, my cell phone, which was small enough to fit in my boot. And the manager thought I was stealing books in my boots. Oh, I know that manager. She, she sucked. She was crazy. She sucked. She just didn't, yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, I did read all the Twilights, and then also that Christmas that I worked at that bookstore, I, I feel really horrible for how popular Twilight got, because that Christmas, every aunt and grandmother came in looking yeah. for a gift for their teenager, and I just pumped that book out to every person who came in. Yeah, fair. I mean, they were going to buy it anyway. Yeah, but now I feel I feel slightly personally responsible for the. <laughs> you were part of the problem, not the solution. Of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the books weren't as bad as the movies. I only saw the first movie. I don't like how they're not. They shouldn't be sparkly. And I only saw it with riff tracks, so I don't really. Yeah. I can't really judge if it's. So a, yes. Yeah. I have read them. I'm not a fan. Oh. Um, I personally cannot remember 
a single vampire story that I've read. My favorite one is The Silver Kiss from the 80s. Is it smut? No. Because that sounds like a smut title. I mean, it's from the 80s. It's a little, like, teenage smut. But it is, The Silver Kiss is, like, still to this day, one of my top favorite books. And also just a wonderful vampire love story. Interesting. Yeah. Who is that? Do you remember? No. I should have wrote it down. No, that's fine. You didn't know it was going to be coming up in this. I should have in this conversation. I still have my copy from when I was fourteen. Have you reread it? No, not as an adult. Do you not want to? Do you want it to remain? Yeah, I kind of want it to remain what it is—a perfect vampire unicorn. Yeah, I am going to reread <laughs> the Anne Rice books, especially with the TV series coming out again. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've watched one episode of it. It's pretty good. All right. Yeah. I think that was shooting in New Orleans when I was down there. Nice. As was Renfield, which I just saw. Oh, you lucky bastard. It's fine. Okay, don't it's, tell me anything about it. I was supposed to go yesterday. It's like a two out of five for okay. me. Well, yeah. I was supposed to go yesterday. I, I, You know I love my Nicolas Cage. Uh, yes. And also, Renfield is one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Like, like... Tom Waits, Renfield. Oh, that's such a good one. The best. The next cat I get, I'm going to name Renfield because... That's a great... And then, f- for short, you can name it Rennie. Rennie, because oh. he eats bugs. Oh, that's wonderful. But it has to be orange. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we decided this. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it's on a podcast. The listeners, yeah, the listeners are like, <laughs> we're really happy for that crazy bitch. But yeah, so Buffy the Vampire Slayer in 1992. Uh, I was not aware until doing my research for this that Josh Whedon actually wrote the screenplay for the movie. I just never... I knew... I, I mean, I knew that he was involved in the TV show, show obviously, but I didn't know that he wrote the screenplay. Yeah, but he's he, got some weird credits, actually. Yeah, but he was so frustrated uh, by how his vision was being mishandled and rewritten that he left set during production and never came back. I think he's a whiny little asshole. We know this. <laughs> and I've never been, like, a fan of him as a person because he's always come off as, like, his... Let's alienate the fans. His his fans kind of hold him up to a pedestal of this, like, messiah level of, like, creativity. Well, but also, like, his shows are so different than what else was being produced at that time. Sure. You know, yeah. especially as being a huge Firefly fan. Yeah. That I'm, I'm really bummed and sad that we only got one season of that. Um. And I wasn't a huge fan of Dollhouse, but that wasn't horrible. Never watched it. Yeah. I never watched Serenity. Or Firefly. Never saw him. That was something I started watching when I worked at the coffee shop. And it was this weird moment in time where, like, the owners who were super nerdy kept getting me into shows. Yeah. And the day before, like, one of the major characters would die, I would come in and be like, oh, my gosh, this character is my favorite. And our friend Joan had a, a blog. Yeah. She had this little section called I'm Sorry, Carly. Because it happened so many times that the blog was called I'm Sorry, Carly. Because I would come in talking about my favorite character and yeah. I'd be like an episode away from their death. Oh. And so I'd come in being like all stoked and be like, oh, I'm watching the show. I'm here. And like, this is my favorite character. And then they, they would have this look on their face. And I'm like, I, eventually I'd be like, oh, great. The next episode I watched, so-and-so is going to die. I just knew. Yeah. I, I, I mean, watched Firefly and I came in talking about how Wash is my favorite character. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, have you seen the movie? And I'm like, no. So I go home and watch the movie and just bawl my eyes out. <laughs> I mean, I think that, that that has become fairly obvious that that is one of his character tropes, is that he builds up a character and just kills them off. Right. He did an Avengers with um, whatever that character's name is, that S.H.I.E.L.D. agent guy. 
Coulson? Oh, Coulson. Yeah. yeah. He was a great man. Yeah. He was a great, he was a great, great man. man. <laughs> Actually, that actor was just in a TV show I just watched yesterday called on Netflix called, like, Florida Man. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, some weird side story in it, but he was great. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's great. But part of you is like... He, he directed um, Choke, the Chuck Palahniuk... The uh, actor did? Adaptation, yeah. Oh my gosh. With Sam Rockwell? Yeah. Yeah, he directed that. That is a good ad- adaptation. Yeah. All right. Also, Joss Whedon uh, wrote the first Toy Story. Did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure it changed a lot from his script to yeah, like. Yeah, probably Woody died or production. something. Production, yeah, right? Yeah. Actually, Both. Sid's my favorite character. No, that, that tracks. Yeah. You guys kind of have a similar haircut now, too. Okay. So. <laughs> And I did like always gluing two toys together and making a different. I kind of look more like the baby, the baby doll on the on the Erector set. Oh, yeah, I have guy. the same haircut as that yeah. guy. Uh, all all right, right. I got to pull up the document. Let's, let's get let's going get into, into the this. so um into the dossier, into the dossier, no, if you gosh, will. Yeah. So Buffy made sixteen point six million dollars, which is double the budget. Okay, that's a success, um, I would say. Yeah, that's not bad. Um. There's quite a few, you know, actors in this who go on to do awesome things. Yeah, you know, I like, forgot how great and stacked this cast yeah, is. Yeah, Luke Perry's fantastic in this as Pike. And then we have David Arquette. Yeah. yeah Paul as, Rubens. As Vinny, yeah, Paul Rubens. My boy, Pee Wee Herman, up in this film. Oh, his character was supposed to be a woman. It was supposed to be an Asian woman, but they rewrote it for him. Mm. And I think that he does I think he does an excellent job yeah. of it. I, I love when he loses his arm. <sighs> <laughs> yes. Uh Rucker Hauer as uh whatever that main vampire's name yes. is. I got it um, written down later. Lothos. Yes. Lothos. Uh Steven Root playing the principal. Yes. Totally forgot he was in this movie. Yeah. And he shows up later on in life and uh Oh He's on Barry now. He's on Barry, but what was it? Blood? What's the vampire TV? True Blood? True Blood. He's on True Blood? Yeah, he's one of the first vampires we meet in True Blood, season one. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I forgot all about that show. Even Seth Green is actually in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. But he's his scene is kind of cut out. So oh. at, at the end, when they're at the dance and like Buffy, he's one of the kids. Well, and she's leaving. She's leaving the dance hall. Yeah. And we like pan over, and you just see the back of his spiky little head. Oh, weird. So the rest of his scene got cut, but that's huh. all you can see. So actually, Seth Green appears in the movie. Um, and Tom Jane's in in one scene, which I didn't even recognize him. Yeah, and there's another character from Buffy who's in it too. It's some oh. Asian man. I forget his name. Is he one of the vampires? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But there's supposed to be quite a few, like like David Bowie, Mick Jagger, and um, we're supposed to be, we're set to make cameos as vampires, but we're cut due to time and budget. Yeah, that never would have happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Actually, while I was doing all these notes, I was listening to the Buffy the Vampire soundtrack for the TV show. Yeah. It hits. It's also a lot of Moby, and I oh. kind of forget how often how much I love Moby. Yeah, Moby's good. Moby's good. Um, the title theme song for the TV show is really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's playing in my head right now. Yeah, I know. I don't know. We just getting into we getting into plot. Let's get into it. I didn't write a ton in this. I kind That's of okay. I'll fall. Yeah, I'll, I kind of figured you I knew. Got it. You it's, knew a lot it's, more. It's going constantly in my head. <laughs> uh, after an opening cheer scene, we meet Buffy with her friends at the mall. 
trying to pick a movie theater. Uh, they say that the AMC has bogus stale popcorn. What are your thoughts on the popcorn at the yeah, AMC? Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> it's way too much flavor call. That's what they put. Hey, just so you know, when you go to a movie theater and that's why it's orange, it's flavor call. Yeah, it's Highly also- Highly gives you cancer. And it's not butter. It's not butter, it's oil. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it doesn't congeal. No. Either. And it shows up liquid and it never- It's gosh, gross. It's delicious. Yeah. God, it's delicious. Anywho, I kind of blame my cancer on flavor call. I don't think that that's, I don't think that's, uh... Accurate? I mean, I think, I, it was probably a contributing factor, certainly. There's a lot of contributing There's factors. a lot of contributing factors. There's a lot factors. of contributing factors, yeah. Honestly, probably the amount of travel you do. That probably had a little bit to do with it as well. Right? Most people don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of um, flight attendants. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stewards get get Hodgkin's cancer lymphoma. because of the the radiation. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Now this guy never been on a plane. Oh yeah. Man wasn't meant to fly. <laughs> uh, Favorite popcorn outside of the art craft. Oh, I'm really liking the can cans because yeah. it's real butter and I like the okay. way it's popped. Uh. In the city? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. I'm pretty picky. How's that living room popcorn? It's not bad. I've never been. Yeah, it's not bad. Okay. And they put real butter on it too, but they like they give you real bowls and I and oh. I would, it's never big enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I also eat my popcorn by the fistful. Yeah, I do too. People are like, Do you want to share? I'm like, need you don't want to share. No, you need to get your own. You need to get your own. Yeah. I don't know how to share popcorn, and I also don't know how to eat it quietly. Also, you're not willing to share. I'm not. <laughs> but it's like, if there is the most quiet, awkward moment in a movie, I will be shoving popcorn in my face as oh. loud as possible to oh, make it through yeah. the awkward moment. But like an action movie, during those big, loud moments, that's when I'm just like, bam, 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 just running through these hood rats. And then when it gets Gummy quiet, popcorn. Gummy bears I popcorn. notice when it gets quiet, I notice and I'm like, no, like I don't go fully in. I just, I just hold it in my mouth like a chipmunk. And no, then I wait until the, the is gunshots. No, someone and in this emotional scene, <laughs> I am still just like, <laughs> yeah, because I eat my emotions and I'm feeling all the emotions and I don't know what to do. That's fair. Also, most of the time in my life, I forget other people are around. Yeah, that's also Constantly. very true. Right. Yeah. Um, after her friend split, uh, genre fave, Sasha Jensen, runs into Paul Rubens in the park, and these scenes are intercut with some, uh, Middle Ages slayerdom scenes. Yeah, so, so Buffy starts having these, so she's like, she's probably, what, she's beginning to turn 18, because she's a senior in the movie, so she's getting ready to turn 18, and she's been having these nightmares where she's these other women who are fighting Lothos. Yeah. She doesn't know that his name is Lothos yet, but she's fighting this guy, is the way she puts it. I'm fighting this guy. Yeah. And so she's having these dreams of her being the other slayers, right? And so she has these medieval dreams of her fighting fighting Lothos, and she always fails. She always comes to his seduction. Yeah. And so she always fails. But so so then we we go back and forth where she Buffy here is struggling with like her interaction with her parents because her parents don't really give her time a day and she's like dating this like super jock man. And and so she's just kinda like 
yeah. an unfulfilled teenager in the sense of like she's got everything she wants but she's not happy but because she's the slayer and she knows her body knows that she's supposed to be worth more right yeah so she i want to run back to sasha jensen though you know that guy if you he, do know that I guy. I do know that guy. He's in Dazed and Confused? Yes. He's the one dude that's wearing the overalls? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's great. Yeah. What is he in this one? He's he's uh, Sni- not Snyder. I don't know his name. Oh, uh, yeah. But he's like one of the, the, the basketball guys. He's the guys. basketball players, yeah. And he's and always he sexually harassing Buffy. Yes. Um, he's also in Halloween 4. Yes. He's, he's the, the one. Yeah, that has sex with the the, yeah. the girl that wears the shirt that says yeah, the, the that police daughter. officers do it by the books yeah 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 he cheats on his girlfriend to... sasha jensen yeah. great uh i think We're he does he does the the convention circuit nowadays nice i've never met him though i would like to yeah we'll get something signed by him yeah yeah um so what's so, up yeah, so Beth, buffy ends up running in the loth not lothos uh what's our paul rubin's character <laughs> yeah he's our um I don't remember his name. Riddick, no. Nope, that's uh, that's Vin Diesel. Is- <laughs> <laughs> Hold yeah, on, she- I got it pulled up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's her, it's her... Um, Amelin? A-M-I-L-Y-N. Amelin? Amelin? No. Is Paul- I, I, you can't tell me. No, I'm looking know, right but, at I the... Know, but- <laughs> I'm looking right at it. Merrick. Yeah, oh, you're talking about Donald Sutherland's yeah. character. Uh, yeah, Merrick's. Merrick's the, like, the, the, the teacher. I was talking about Paul Rubin's character. Let me see. What? I just took... God damn it. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Also, hold on. I got a story about Paul Rubens here. We got to talk about him because, you know, can't... <laughs> Poor phrasing. We can't beat around this bush, okay? We got to We gotta figure this Ooh. one out. Um. We love him around here. We love him. Comfortable with the issues that he carried for a while. We all know him as Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> and then, I mean... You know, the the whole thing was he got caught masturbating in a theater. In a theater for porn. That's the thing people don't talk about. It is a porno theater. It wasn't like he was doing it near kids. No. It was a theater for that. You'd be mad if, if you, you know, that's what you're supposed to do there. That's what most people were doing there. One time, I, I was at a convention, Uh-oh. at a comic convention, mm-hmm. and I got that Pee-wee's Big Adventure yeah. uh, screen print that I did. Yeah. And it was like a mom and her, like... 14 15 year old daughter okay and the mom was like oh look it's peewee i love peewee and i was like yeah me too and then the daughter was like isn't he like a child molester or something and i said whoa 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 here kid listen up (laughs) okay you're talking about things that you don't even know okay he got caught masturbating in a porno theater which is what you're supposed to do in a porno theater and they didn't like that i said that so they left <laughs> um, I did not make the sale then. Well, free speech and But I'm just not going to have people perpetuating this myth. No. That he's some weird pervert. Fred Willard got caught masturbating in a theater and nobody talks about there that. There are much higher up people who've done worse things that still own their reputation. Yeah. He just happened to be caught and because he happened to be the host of a of a kids show. Of a mostly child show. Which even by then, I think it was off the air. Right. But also, like, he was known as being yeah. a yeah. child entertainer. Right. But it was- I know he also, like, collected, like, vintage pinups and stuff. Oh. And I think he got in trouble because, like, one of his vintage things had, like, someone that was underage. And he was like, oh, shit. Yeah, sorry. And, like, you know, destroyed it. Yeah. Those um, are different things than yeah. having... Also... Pee Wee Herman, great follow on the Instagram. A fantastic follow. Yeah. He's such a wonderful, wholesome man. He is. 
I love him. And he does well in this. And actually, it probably wasn't until I was an adult rewatching it that I realized that that was him. He rep- just with just with his hair and right. makeup. He reprises that role on uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh yeah, he does on the TV series. Yeah. yeah. Where are we at here? At the at the local hang, we meet Pike yes. and Benny, which is Luke Perry and David Arquette. Uh, they're two like grungy gutter punk kids. motorcycle kids. Who uh, lust after Buffy and her yabos. They say yabos in yabos, this film, which is they great. Do. They do. <laughs> Just a phrase that I've um, tried to perpetuate on this on this show. Yeah. Actually, that <clears> yellow <throat> jacket that they buy at the mall, I yeah. I have uh, owned and borrowed one. Yeah. My friend Nikki and I share it. Oh. But it doesn't quite fit me because I have broad shoulders, but I like wearing it sometimes. Do you kind of it- have like a like rogue kind of thing going with that yellow jacket yeah it makes me feel like i'm right out of the 80s and yeah or possibly um jubilee yes i like jubilee i do too she's fun people don't respect jubilee i think yeah this is why we're friends this is actually if i was going to be an x-men character as much as i'd want to be like rogue or storm not storm because she's claustrophobic but (laughs) (laughs) jubilee is probably the one i'm most connected to yeah because she fritzes out electronics and i constantly do. you do i do you'd so, also be close to a dazzler because of the yeah. roller skates because yeah yeah if, but jubilee and dazzler are very similar they, they are. just like the way they shoot the energy out of their hands is different yeah and, and one's asian yeah you should go as one of those for halloween this year okay cool i've been trying to i've been trying to be jubilee for years now you're not trying hard enough ma'am <laughs> Anywho, yeah. So they go to the mall. They meet Pike and Benny, and then uh, Buffy goes home to hang out with her boyfriend because her parents don't care about her. So the boyfriend stays over, and it's a big like plot point that like she's allowed to do whatever she wants. And then Vinny, Vinny or Vinny, Benny, Benny and Pike uh, get drunk and wander around the park, and yeah. Benny ends up getting bitten by. Um, our good friend. Amelin. Amelin. Yeah. <laughs> and then Pike gets picked up by Merrick and driven home. Donald so Sutherland's character. Yeah, so yeah. he's saved. And so a couple days pass and Pike realizes that he needs out of this town because something is happening. Fair. And things are happening. Yeah. Things are getting weird. The hellhole of LA is opening. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's not... It's not the same town from the show. Shows what? Sunny Sunnyvale? Sunnydale. Sunnydale. Yeah. And this it's something else. Yeah, this is closer to LA. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is right when Merrick tracks down Buffy. Yeah. To like train her how to yeah, kill Yeah, vamp- he shows vampires. up after one of her gymnastic cheer practices and he <clears throat> says that he needs to show her something, so they he leads her to the graveyard and while they're in the graveyard she starts getting cramps. And this they... is starting to sound like a Smith song. <laughs> <laughs> and he leads her to these fresh graves where they sit and wait. And then, obviously, vampires come out. And Maverick is trying to fight him off. And Buffy's slayer instincts kick in. And she kicks all the vampires' asses. Yeah. And so this is where this is Maverick's way of proving to her that she is the slayer. So then her and Maverick start training. She starts skipping all of her cheer practices... Like, she starts getting into being the Slayer. 
Yeah, I think you get a montage around Yeah, there. there's a good little montage. Like, he's living in this, like, old hotel where they train and she lives. And it's an old antique building. It's very strange. Weird things. <laughs> weird hats and things show up in the corner of it. And then she's, like, jumping over these signs, training. Yeah. And he has to keep reminding her to stab him in the heart. There's, the whole time um, she's having crazy cramps. Yeah. There's uh there's some really good filmmaking uh Texas switch uh that happens yeah. there where like she's doing like backflips mm-hmm. but in front of like in the foreground of the frame are these like pillars so there's a moment where she's doing backflips and it's clearly going to be a stunt person and then one of the pillars is actual Christy Swanson and then she'll run and, and hit the yeah. thing. So they do like a little switch, switch. Some good blocking with, with that stuff. Nice. Uh, what's up? What's up here? Yeah. So, okay. So the cramps are like a. A detection. It's like a detection thing. Yeah. yeah. She can feel the undead. That's weird. It's strange. It's like they're pulling <laughs> the blood from her and she right. can feel it. Uh, this is when, when Benny shows up at Pike's right. house so- and they do that like Salem's Lot thing where Benny's. Well, so Pike, Pike lives above the, like, auto body shop that he works at. So he's, like, he's on the second, third story. Yeah. And Benny shows up at the window and is, like, knocking on the window. And Pike's, like, trying to let him in. And then Pike's, like, you're floating, man. And he's, like, I feel free. <laughs> so, no, doesn't he say, like, are, are you on something? He's, like, are you on something? And he's, like, nah. And then laughs. Yeah. Because Benny's obviously become a vampire. Have you ever seen Salem's Lot? Yes. But it's been a while. It's a good movie. Yeah. Well. So Pike is like, I got to get out of town. I was already getting out of town. I got to get out of town faster. So he like fixes up his van. He's trying to get out of town. And he tells his auto body shop manager. he's like, Which is played by Tom Jane. Yes. Yeah. If he, he's like, if you see Benny, he's like, what do you want me to tell him? He's like, nothing, man, run. Yeah. Yeah, so Pike leaves, gets in, gets into the park, has some car troubles. Then these three vampires show up to try and attack him because they're yeah, trying to eat him. Yeah, you get two goons and, and Paul Rubens. Yeah, and so Paul Rubens on the top of his van getting sloshed around, and this is where <laughs> Paul loses his arm. It's your second time you said sloshed. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, he lo- Paul, yeah he loses Paul his arm. Loses his arm, and uh, this and then Buffy shows up to save Pike. Paul Rubens says, "Kill him a lot," a which lot. is a great yeah, it's a great phrase. Kill him, kill him a lot. Yeah, uh, Pike's a decent fighter, but Buffy shows up. Buffy and... shows up, breaks his guitar, stabs the vampires, kills them, yeah. takes Pike back to her house. Yeah, so they can be safe. Wink, wink. <laughs> Pike stays up all night in the living room, making sure the sun comes up. This is where their little love story starts to unfold. Although she does technically still have that one boyfriend. Yeah, but he's a turd. <laughs> well, yeah. He's a basketball turd. He's a basketball turd. Yeah. Then after putting off going to cheer practice so many times, she yeah. eventually has to go. She has to go or she's it's get a Because it's a basketball game and she right. has to be there. And um, I don't think I had seen this movie in... Welcome to Hogtown. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't seen it in like 20 years probably. Mm. And uh, I remembered all the words from that cheer. Yeah. How loose is your goose? How funky is your chicken? Yeah. How loose is your caboose? Um, yeah, it's weird how, how shit like that comes back to you. Sasha Jensen shows up with his pointy ears and, and he's got like a bloody face. But it, like it, it looks like those like 
those kids that drink you know, drink, red- drink Kool-Aid. Oh, the Hawaiian Punch kids. <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't like Hawaiian Punch kids. I don't yeah. trust that they're not vampires. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, Buffy. And he shows up. Oh, and at the basketball game, uh, yeah. Ben Affleck plays the opposing team's basketball player. Number 10. Who, yeah, who gives the ball away to the vampire. Yeah. And then uh, he's just dominating the court. And so Buffy goes out and trips him. And his name is like Loser Logger something. <laughs> I can pull it up here. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, she remembers his name. So anyway, he recognizes her. He realizes that she's the Slayer. Well, and they then- get in a high-speed chase. Oh, yeah, so she gets out of this basketball game, and there's these bikers there, and she kicks the biker Grueler. Ruler. Grueler. Grueler. Yeah. This has got to be his nickname. Yeah. Ruler. Or his last name. Yeah. So she she kicks the motorcycle guy off his bike, chases after He Ruler. calls her some very colorful oh, words. Yeah. Calls her like a... a Cunt. A dyke. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, some kind of dyke. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is, you know... That's some that's some Joss Whedon. It's insulting. Yeah. yeah, it's good that a woman directed this though. It kind of <laughs> it kind of takes away some of the right. creepy grossness that that could come from. Well, a, from the a whole Joss point Whedon. of like Lothos wanting to just seduce the vampire slayer to kill her. Yeah, it's just there's a lot of sex scenes where like Buffy falls asleep in her bed, but yeah. Lothos is there holding her and like. Putting a red ribbon around her head. There's a lot of weird sexual tension of yeah. old man and younger woman here. Yeah. Which yeah. fits. And now fits. now that we've learned some things. Now we know. He's just kind of gross. We don't need to talk about him too much, no. but he's just kind of gross. <laughs> uh, I think it's more worse that he built himself up so much as this, like, like icon to, like, like pop culture feminism. And then it turned out that he was just, like... Like grooming his stars, yeah, and like being a dirtbag to them, yeah. It just sucks. Yeah. It sucks that the that there's very rarely good people. Yeah, you know, they're so just few and far between. Buffy chases Grueler into this weird part of the city where they keep all the floats from, which all is the very weird. I've seen three movies this week, and all three had fight scenes that happened in, in abandoned float warehouses. I watched Hard Target. Okay. With Jean-Claude Van Damme, the ending of that movie happens in a warehouse full of uh, New Orleans parade floats. Yeah. I watched Renfield, which yeah. has a fight scene okay. in a warehouse full of parade floats. And then Buffy has a fight scene with parade floats. The Very is, weird. No, the thing is that like after parade, they don't hold on to those floats. Like they do that. in New Orleans. Okay. Oh. It's right by it's right by the convention center and where the uh, cruise ships leave. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, so anyway, this is the first time that Buffy meets Lothos. You can actually tour that warehouse too. And then uh, Maverick shows up, and this is where Maverick dies. Also, there's this great. Oh yeah, he yeah, gets staked, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, because he's trying to save her. R.I.P. Merrick. Yeah, Mom, Merrick. Um, but there's this great line where like Buffy's trying to c- convince Ruler that they're friends, and she's like, "You remember at my birthday oh, yeah. party, and you drank all the blueberry schnoz, and you like." <laughs> You, 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 the way she says vomit, it's like, you lose, oh, she goes, you lose all over my mom. <laughs> it's oh, such yes. a weird quote, and it, like, it's one of those things, it's like, it's always in my head, it's like, do you remember when you lose all over my mom? You know? Anyway, she's trying to convince Great her. dialogue. Right? I think that that's kind of a problem with the TV show, is that the TV show version of Buffy isn't Valley Girl enough. 
Yeah, but also, like, they had to get her out of that. Um, and also, like, watching the sh- show, like, I feel like Buffy's mom is definitely just not around for her. Yeah. I feel bad for her. <sighs> her mom's kind of crazy later on. And then she's got this sister that came out of nowhere who technically isn't her sister. She's some magical being that Buffy was supposed to take care of, and she's the key. You're unloading a whole lot of lore that I don't... I can't really keep up with okay. right now. <laughs> Next day, she tells off her friends for being, like, superficial. Yeah, she's kind of, like, coming woke to the world. They only care about the, the dance. Oh, yeah, and they're valley girls. Yeah. And so... But then she decides that they're kind of right, and she's like, I'm gonna go to the fucking dance. Fuck right? it. So she and goes- I'm pretty sure that mall that she goes shopping, where, like, Pike rolls up... Yeah. I think that's the same mall from Chopping Mall. I agree. I'm pretty sure it is, but her, it's the, like, external part of yeah, it. Yeah, so her, she goes out and gets this white dress. Listen to our episode on Chopping Mall. It's one of our best. It is. <laughs> uh, the shoes she's wearing with that dress are actually just boxing, white boxing shoes with, cool. with laces in them. I've always wanted to get wrestling boots. What do you yeah, think about this? I want them, too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So with kick pads. I'd probably wear the kick pads, While she's in the mall shopping and things like that, she goes by, by this phone booth, or no, no, photo booth, and... Yes, and um, David Arquette's in there. Yeah, Benny's in there. And, and he's like, Buffy? He, learn, he learns that her name is Buffy. No, he knew who she was, but he's, like, surprised that she's the Slayer, because right. they were talking about, like, yeah, I gotta go kill some vampires or whatever. Right, 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 yeah. They didn't say it all New York like that, but <laughs> you get it. So then, then Buffy goes to the ba- dance. Nice little moment there when he gets out of the booth and the pictures fall out and they're all blank. Yeah. I like that. That's I a nice too. little touch. I do too. So Buffy goes and gets ready for the dance and Pike goes back to his little apartment and he starts cutting everything he has up to make a, sp- a spike out of him. Yeah. And then she goes to the dance, finding out that her boyfriend broke up with her over her machine. Yes. And is taking this other girl to the dance. They quit. The boyfriend and the other girl quickly leave the dance to go do it in the in the car outside. Yeah, and then right around just the peak of of pitydom, mm-hmm. our boy Pike shows up. That's some good alliteration I just that, did. Yeah, he shows up. <laughs> which we hope that Pike was in like within four or five years of graduating high school. Because he's looking kind of greasy too. How did he get into that dance? Like, um. I don't know. You're not allowed to be over 21 and go to a <laughs> high school dance. Right? The DJ at the at the party is Slash. It's, yeah. From Guns N' Roses. Yep. And then, um, so Pike shows up. They have a cute little dance. And then all of a sudden, the vampires show up. Yeah. And they start just killing all the kids. And they want Buffy to come out. So Buffy comes out, has this big, huge fight scene. And then she wanders off to go and find Lothos. Also, look, I don't want to sound like a Joss Whedon creep here or anything. But prom dress plus leather jacket, that's a good look. That's a good look. That's a great look. I probably, this movie probably ruined me on what I think is appropriate for a school dance. Yeah. Yeah. I never went to those. I wore my leather jacket to prom. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, also my etnies. Nice. Uh, they were so orange. Yeah. And they matched my dress. I feel like, like, reminiscing about this movie, like, the ending of it felt more action-packed and dire like in my brain there's like 30 vampires yeah but there's like six (laughs) because when they go through like later when she gets back to the gym there's a bunch of dead bodies yeah so pike has been killing a bunch of vampires he's been been busy busy. yeah and so she has this whole battle with lothos and she kills kills her boy (laughs) peewee 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. there's this beautiful, this beautiful statement on, like... Well, he doesn't get killed, he just gets staked. Yeah, but he obviously didn't get staked appropriately. Yeah. You know what I mean? She um, did not get his heart, she just got his stomach or something, because he just uh, sits there. It's like, oh, fuck, where is it? I don't know. Yeah. Either way, he's having a rough day. Yeah. Tolo shows up, and he's playing the violin, and that's pretty wicked. He's like, when the music stops, which is something that Merrick tells her, is like, when the music stops. Yeah. And I think it's just supposed to be like... Don't listen to the music so you don't get hypnotized. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So then she pulls out her keen sense of fashion, which is just a hairspray and a lighter, and she sets Lothos on fire, runs away, gets back to the gym. Lothos comes in, tells everyone he's going to kill him. The principal goes, that's definitely not a student. (laughs) Right. And then Buffy and him have this epic battle scene. Pike and Benny are also fighting around also, this time, yeah, too. Benny, Benny shows up. He Pike gets electrocuted. Has, yeah. And then... Which causes the music to end. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which which causes the hip, hypnosis to kind of wear off. You, you almost screwed that word up, but you oh, got there. I got and it. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> so then Lothos and Buffy have this epic scene, and she ends up killing him. She gets a sword She or gets something. a sword. It is definitely... Yeah. It's like a wait. She uses a flagpole, and he has a sword. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but we're, he had the sword. And it's then he sword. cuts the flagpole, and she uses that as a stake. Yeah. She does all her cool gymnastic moves. I watched this like two weeks ago. I watch it in my head constantly. Okay. <laughs> so she kills him, and then the the um, principal goes around giving everyone detention. Yes. Detention, detention, double detention. And Stephen Root once yeah. again. Always great. Yeah. And um, then um, and then, and then it's, it's daylight. Because yeah, apparently she and, she this Pike has gone on for hours. So it's daylight now. <laughs> yeah. Which, that bothers me. Does it? it yeah, that, that doesn't seem like... that. They weren't fighting for like five hours. No. A dance starts at like eight. There's no way. Right. But it's daylight. Yeah. So... I'm sorry. It's okay. Should it have been at like a club... Instead of, no, a, of a high school dance. It had to be in a high school dance. I don't know what you want from me. Nothing. I just... I'm just... trying to help. Daylight happens. Buffy's checking on Pike. He can't move his legs. Something's wrong with his legs. Turns out she's just sitting on him. Yeah. And then they have their cute little dance. Oh, and yeah. Then, I forgot about that. And then they ride out in the motorcycle. Into the, su- into the sunrise. So when you watch the TV show, she talks about how... Because, like, in the TV show, she's a sophomore. And so in the movie, she's a senior. In the TV show, she's a sophomore. But she talks about how she burnt down her last school. Oh. So that was something Josh Whedon wrote in was that she was supposed to burn the school down to kill all the vampires. Oh. But they thought it was too aggressive, so they didn't write it like that. I mean, I would agree. Because there were only, like, six vampires. I think everything should burn. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> it should burn. Uh, I okay. So the, the movie is canon to the show. It is kind but it sh- of. It stands alone. It should stand alone, but it but it off it also references things. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. If you're a fan of both, you it like it pull. There's some things that it pulls from, but it's not meant to go together. You know, like it. Right. It, it kind of just shows like. This is what she did before she got to Sunnydale High, but not really. Are you able to like appreciate both, or do you have a preference? Show I think I, I, think I appreciate both. Yeah, I think I think that like honestly, I didn't know that Josh Reedon wrote 
yeah. the movie until doing some research here, you know, but I, which makes sense. It just makes sense now. Yeah. But, um, and I think, I think that you can appreciate both, but they don't go together. And I think, and I think that the movie didn't do as well later when the TV show came out because people thought that they should go together, you know? So I think you have to right. like, accept them as two different things. Deep down, you know, I, I, I don't like Joss Whedon as a yeah. person. And I think it would also piss him off if he heard me think, say that I think that the film is better than the show. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with that. I think, I, think, <laughs> I think the film does a better job of like <clears throat> just stepping into like a brief moment of what the Slayer's life in the 90s would feel like. Yeah. You know, yeah. whereas the show, it got popular. 92, it still has like some 80s right. remnants to yeah. it, you know? Yeah, but Grunge the show hadn't is hit like, yet, really. okay, we have to keep going. <laughs> now we have werewolves. Why are the, all the vampires coming out of here? Oh, it's a portal to hell. Oh, she has to fight Dracula. Oh, she has to have a witch best friend, which is my favorite part. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I like that the movie has that campy feel to it. Yeah. Like, the movie is like, it's like Valley Girl schlock. Yeah. It's it's like Archie meets Dracula. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like Veronica yeah. put on some combat boots. Yeah, and I yeah, like that. I do too. Um, um, Alyssa Milano was originally supposed to play Buffy in the movie. And then, oh! And the, but she later on went on to be the star of Charmed. Yeah. So she got her own. I think Christy Swanson's the better yeah. choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Buffy's life goal, she talks about it in the beginning of the movie. She was like, her oh, life yeah. goal was to marry Christian Slater. Yeah. And the OG script had her wanting to marry Charlie Sheen. Yeah. I read a Atlantic article uh-huh. this, this, uh, afternoon, um, that kind of talked about that part of like a female perspective on that script made it better because I think Joss Whedon was just like, like, who's the, like, dark, edgy guy right yeah. now, and it's Charlie Sheen. Whereas Fran, who directed it, was like, no, you kind of want, like, like goofy dark. Yeah. So, like, you're going to go, like, Christian Slater. Yeah. Like, Heather's dark, you yeah. know, but, like, goofy. Yeah. But um, the actress who played Buffy, she starred in The Chase, a 1994 movie with Charlie Sheen, where oh. they married. Oh, yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, she's also in the Wes Craven film Deadly Friend. Which yes. is a great, great time. Um, she caves in an old lady's face with a basketball in that movie. It's a smart film. Just other random, like, uh, vampire connection is Donald Sutherland, who plays Merrick. Yeah. His son, Keither Sutherland, David, from The Lost Boys. Yeah. So it's just a blood-sucking family right Yeah, there, a little bit. You know? A little bit. Um... I got nothing else written. We're going off. Well, work. this was the theatrical movie debut for Hilary Swank. This was yeah. Her first movie She's got ever. like two lines on it. Yeah. Buffy's last name is never said in the movie. Summers. It's Summers. Yeah. Buffy Summers. Um, oh, and then because uh, we talked about Josh Whedon being unhappy with the way the script came out for the movie. Fuck him. Well, whatever. But. <laughs> <laughs> he originally got what he wanted from the origin of the comic book. So oh. later when Yeah, he... he wrote some of the comics. Yeah, too. he wrote he wrote some of the comics, yeah. Um Do we need to Oh, talk? but this is oh one of the producers who 
for the movie was by Dolly Parton. It is a sand dollar television. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so Dolly huh. Parton is part of That's why cool. this movie got made. That's great. Yeah, it's just like Hannah Montana. Dude, what? Oh, Dolly Parton's sand dollar television is a huge <laughs> production of Hannah Montana. She she was part of writing Hannah Montana, and it was oh. partially about her life. Oh, that's of weird. Of being a superstar slash, like, her double life. That huh. She, that's Dolly very Parton bizarre. Lived. Yeah. Did and not know that. Dolly Parton is, like, uh, Miley Cyrus's, like, great It's like her godmother, godmother or something. Thank you. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. Um, do, do we need to, since I don't know if it'll come up anytime soon, do we need to talk about your love of Seth Green and your, your brief run-ins? <laughs> Actually, this movie has two really interesting <laughs> life stories. Yeah. Gitsy. Please. So, it had to be back in like 2009, 2010. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Uh, Robot Chicken was getting really popular. Yes. And someone in the production of Robot Chicken was an L.A. roller derby girl. Yeah. And so, they teamed up with Robot Chicken and the roller derby teams across the nation, and they went across the, all the roller skating rinks and met up and did this, like, Star Wars-themed robot chicken roller skating party. And so I went. I wasn't part of Naptown yet, but they did it with Naptown. I showed up late, like always, and I got stopped at the door for security. We were up, like, on the... It was, like, the roller cave on the east side. Yeah. And... Um, it's kind of a sketchy area, but anyway, at that time in my life, I was rolling around with a pretty large knife in my purse at all times. It's actually always in my car. I learned from this incident to not keep it in my purse. So I get, (laughs) I stand in line for like 45 minutes, get to the door. Security officer is like, there's an, I was like, there's a knife in there. And he's like, why do you have such a big knife? And I'm like, I'm a small girl on the east side. Why shouldn't I have a fucking big knife? So anyway, the officer confiscates my knife because I don't have time to go back to my car. Yeah. Anyway. So my friend and I, uh, we're out roller skating and finally we see Seth Green. And so I get a picture of her roller skating up to talk to him. She's talking to him. Of course, at the time I'm wearing giant ass corduroy bell bottoms while I'm roller skating because I think I'm cool. Yeah, you're pretty cool. I'm pretty cool. My <laughs> bell bottoms get caught up in my wheels and as I'm going to skate to meet <gasps> Seth Green, boom. Eat face, shit. Each, eat Just shit. eat face shit. Face plant. By the time I go get cleaned up and come back, it's over and he's gone. Yeah. So I have I have these really funny like photos of like my friend meeting Seth Green and her excitement, and then I have like one selfie where I turn. These are before cell phones that have cameras on them, by the way. Yeah. I'm turning my like little handheld digital camera around to take a selfie, and then and then you and then I get in motion as I fall a like in motion falling picture. <laughs> it is great. Yeah. Still one of the best things i ever did and then my other you might have to tell that story again when we do idle hands down the road yeah. also we should do idle hands we should it's one it's a good movie it's oh, great also <laughs> uh from the tv show buffy the vampire slayer nicholas brendan who plays oh, yeah. Sander harris yeah so nick's personal assistant turns out to be good friends with our friend joan of dark yeah and they were talking one day and his assistant asked Joan if she knew this woman named Munda. And Joan comes to me and goes, hey, don't you know a Munda? Well, I was in a punk rock band for a while called mm. the Slow-Mo Sexuals, like a turtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Munda and her husband Tucker, 
this was their band that we joined in and I was the drummer for and our friend was the the front guitar player. Yeah, yeah. Munda and Tucker got divorced. Munda's fucking crazy. Her name's <laughs> Munda. Don't need to say any more about that. Sure. Anyway, she went on to meet Nicholas Brendan, ended up marrying him. Oh. And so the assistant was asking all these questions about Munda and I was like, how random that I know this person. Yeah. So she went on, Munda ended up marrying Xander yeah. for for a short time, and then they got divorced. Oh. Well. Because she, she's crazy. She a little. And he's a little crazy, too. Sure, sure, sure. You have to be to be but, an actor. But, yeah, it's very strange to be within, like, six degrees of... That's, like, two degrees. Two degrees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I remember Joan being like, do you know Amunda? I was like, why? Who's asking? You know? Because hmm. that bitch was crazy. That's weird. Yeah. The punk rock um, band that I was in was pretty fun. We used to play this um, TLC uh, Scrubs yeah. punk rock version. Yeah, yeah. It was my favorite fucking song we played. Yeah. Yeah. And then I created the song called "We're All Gonna Be Eaten by Zombies," and that was one. That was that was a good time in my life. We only played we only played out a couple times. You really peaked. You know, really it's all peaked. been downhill since then. <laughs> Sometimes in Montana, the bar I worked at, uh, friends bands would play, and as they were tearing down and people left, I'd Drunk me would go over to the drum set and just start playing things. Yeah, yeah, and, and just and, uh, just get back in the groove. Yeah, my buddy Mike D had to be like, I got, I need you to stop doing that. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. That's a bummer. Well, you really like you can't encourage one drunk to do that because then they all think they can. Sure, you know. Sure, but but I felt like in the hierarchy, like you were pretty high up there. Yeah, I was nice to the drums. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I meant like like working at the bar. Yeah. If, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Anywho, you love this movie. It's I one do. of your I favorites. I love this movie. It's great. Uh, I don't like the cramps. There's a little, you know, obviously some. What movie. about the band, the Cramps? I do love the Cramps. Love them. Love them. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. I really like this movie. I. It's also like being such a big like Pee Wee Herman fan. It's almost kind of rare to get Paul Rubens in films. Yeah. So I cherish every one of them, except I don't like the movie Blow. Oh, yeah. He's a little weird in that one. It has nothing to do with him. I just think that the the script is bad. Yeah. It's hard to watch that movie and not want to do Blow. I do great with it. I do great. I've never had that urgency. What? What would you, <laughs> what would you double feature with Buffy the Vampire Great Spirit? question. I was just thinking about it. Didn't write it down. I would double feature it with Night of the Comet. Ooh. Which is about two valley girls who uh, wake up in the post-apocalypse. Yeah. And go to the mall. Huh. It's great. We should do it on this show. Okay. It's uh, It's got uh, Kelly Maroney from Chopping Mall in it okay. as well. Nice. Yeah, or just Chopping Mall would also be a great double with this. Right. Yeah. That's what I thought, too. But I also, I put Teen Wolf. Oh, Teen Wolf would be good. Because it is about another, like, just teenager struggling yeah. with this, like, supernatural issue and That's... trying to, like, balance it out. And there's some good van play in that yes! movie as well. <laughs> Doesn't lose an arm when he's on top of the van. No. No. That's uh, a good pick. And then my other one would be Near Dark. Near Dark is good, too. Yeah. Those, yeah. yeah. Those are my two double feature movies for yeah. this. Yeah. Good picks. Thanks. I know. I did well. Wow. What you got anything going on? To promote right now, uh, I've just been doing my pinball league. I finally, yeah. I finally... Where are you at in the standings? Um, I'm like 11th out of 22 right now. So Not I bad. Jumped, You're I right jumped, in the middle. Yeah. I jumped from 20th right in the middle. Hell yeah. Yeah. And so uh, recently when I've been playing too, so they kind of like 
bracket you with your liked points. I like that this podcast is like chronicling your your pinball. your rise in pinball. Yeah, now. I'm doing I'm doing well. So, are do you feel yourself like actually knowing like getting better? I'm playing the I'm playing the game, not just playing the flippers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah I'm yeah. actually playing the game. Once I'm, you unlock that, there's like like. Uh, a series of events you have yeah. to do on that machine. You're like, oh, I, that's what it is. Right. And, and actually, it's not just hitting shit. Yeah, which helps. Yeah, it helps. But, I, <laughs> but also, like, and actually, a couple times I'll be playing. I'll be playing like some of the dudes in the top eight. Yeah, and I'll win. And, do you and, feel yourself just like getting in the zone? Well, so it depends on like what kind of game it is, because obviously some of them, some of those guys are so nerdy that they own that game and that's yeah. the game they refurbish and take care of yes. and that, that's part of the, the they literally know the ins and outs of they it. do yeah so that you know it's like okay yeah you got 200 million points great but my twenty thousand points for that game i feel pretty good about so yeah. sometimes i don't mind losing yeah. to that but like playing some of the older games i don't know if it's a man thing i don't mean to put a gender to this but the men like are just slapping this machine and hitting it really hard whereas like some of the older games like if i just tap it and keep my ball alive maybe i'm not always making so many points but i'm doing better because like the older mm. games the flippers are smaller so if i just tap right. them into the spot i've actually won more points than them because nice. i'm playing i'm just playing differently do you also find that like older or newer machines are more uh sensitive to tilt I, I don't hit I don't hit it that hard yeah so I don't have the tilt problem but okay. others do yeah because I'm not I'm I've not gotten play- tilt a couple of yeah, times yeah I don't play like that yeah. which is strange because you think that I'd want to hip tuck the fuck out of everything yeah which is true I finally got out of that when I used to when I'd get drunk I used to hip check people out of nowhere and I finally had to get out of that yeah yeah uh but yeah I've, I've been doing really good at this in, NBA game like I find that there's like the 90s games I do better with. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just... But what I have started to notice is that the games that have a lot of flashing lights is I'm struggling with, and I wonder if it's from all the concussions. And the ADD. And the ADD. It's a deadly combination. The X-Files game is both in the dark and it flashes. That's really cool, though. And I have a really hard time. Yeah. But you got to hit the filing cabinet, and if you hit it three times, you expose all the files. Oh, that's cool. I... And the Doctor Who game is really hard, but I've gotten the I've I've gotten pretty good at it, but I'm I'm not great. I genuinely like the more streamlined ones. Yeah, Demolition Man's my favorite. Really? Yeah. Huh? You have these little yeah. Interesting. The Demolition Man, and then I do just... the seashells. Do the three seashells show up they, in it? They don't. But uh, it's garbage. Burn I just it. watched Johnny Mononic. Mononic. Dun 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 dun. Mononic. Mononic. Because it's not spelled the way it sounds. Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah. But it's spelled with M-N, so you yeah. see Mononic. No. Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic. Mnemonic. The it, first M is silent. Ugh, that's weird. <laughs> Why they put that there? Why they put it there? <laughs> um, I just watched that movie the other day to try to help me play the game better. Mm, with the dolphins? I fell asleep. Uh, there's dolphins in it. There's laser dolphins in that movie. I fell asleep before those, yeah. 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 It's a smart movie. I uh, was supposed to go see Renfield yesterday. Ended up just hanging out. I've uh, been watching some really weird British TV. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know what the last good movie I really watched was. I got lucky because um, as like an AMC subscriber yeah. thing, they did 
a screening of Renfield two days before it came uh-huh. out. So I got to see it early. Nice. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that was, was cool. I was going to go see that, and then I know Evil Dead's coming. Yeah, I'm probably going to see it the, like, Monday after. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, well, it'll already be out by the time you listen to this. No spoilers. Don't fucking tell me anything. I haven't seen a single trailer. Yeah. All I hear is just the lady saying about something with the maggots now. That's I just keep hearing that phrase. Okay. That's all I know. I know yeah. there are maggots, possibly. I, that's kind of... A giveaway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I assumed that there would be maggots. Um, I'm hearing great, great things, though. Yeah, that's kind of all I've got going. You're just you're just rising the ranks in the pinball world. I am. And that's exciting. I'm moving up. Yeah. Yeah, so I think here in the next couple of weeks, our points will get added up and we'll decide who the top 14 are to go on the state. Presently, do you feel like you're in there? I feel like I'm right at the bottom of the 14. Okay. I feel like I just could edging. be... Constantly yeah. edging. Yeah, I could be right there. <laughs> I'd just be right there. But then also, like, I kind of don't want to go to state because then I'll have to take time to do that. Yeah, but it, that'd be cool, though. I know, I know. But the thing about... But you pin- like traveling. I do. Well, it'd be state, so it'd just be downtown. Oh. Or Fort Wayne. But uh, the problem is, like, realistically, when you start playing these pinball tournaments, the people who are good could keep playing for a long time. So, like, yeah. the average tournament oh. I go to takes me four hours to lose. Yeah. And then they go on to keep playing. Right. You know, so sometimes I'm really pleased with this new endeavor that I've created. I think it's great. But. But it takes a whole day. It takes a whole day to lose. Do you bring, like, a book or something? Nah, I just talked to my buddy Wayne, who ended up being the new projectionist at our favorite theater on oh. Saturdays. Oh. Yeah, so Wayne's like... At the six- Artcraft? Yeah. Well, that's bullshit. I want to be the projectionist at the Artcraft. He's like 65. I was trained by the projectionist at the Artcraft. That's bullshit. Anyway, he and Fuck I just Wayne. didn't talk movies. So- <laughs> <laughs> I hate him for his success. <laughs> Actually, the last first Friday I went to in Fountain Square, I hung out with my buddy Mike Altman, who's probably in his 60s, uh, paints on cardboard, and we hung out the whole time, and then when he left, I went and hung out with Wayne, and I went home, I, had, I did not drink any alcohol, just had like a weed gummy, and when I got home, I was like, oh, wow, it was a Friday night, and I went and hung out with two 65-year-old men. <laughs> That was my that was my Friday night. That's yeah, I do I that a lot. Seen, that, yeah, I do that a lot. You do that a lot. I do. You just well, you're just coming to terms with it. I don't know. Okay. Most of my friends are fifty and above. Me too. Yeah. It's a it's, it's a great it's age a great range. Age it's range. a great spot. Mm. <laughs> I got presently two shows about to book the third. Perfect. Um, I got that horror on Maine and Baltimore. Cool. At the end of May. Um, I got a Frankenfest in, I want to say June or July. Okay. At Port Huron. Yeah. It's going to be at a lighthouse. Yeah, you're stoked about that. It's very cool. You love lighthouses. And, uh, yeah, lighthouses rule. And I've got, um, the Super Monster Movie Fest at the Shelbyville Skyline Drive-In. Cool. Frozen Frights is the theme. They just announced, uh, the 50s thing and the John Carpenter thing. I just went and saw the John Carpenter's thing at the Can Can. Yeah, first time. First time, see it on a big screen. I wish I could have been there for we, your first time seeing the gross. thing. It was gross. It's so wonderful. It's so gross. But Kurt Russell, looking like a treat. Looking like a, like a treat. treat. Those <laughs> avalanche glasses. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. And his action sombrero. Love his action sombrero. I need one. Yeah, you do, actually. Do. You would look great in a sombrero. I, I do. 
Yeah. Yeah. You can get replicas on Etsy, but they're really expensive. I just make my own. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's it. You know what Jack Burton says in a time like this. I feel like a pancake. Thanks again to Gitsy for joining us once again on the Electric Monster Podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you liked what you heard, tell a friend, tell a fan of the genre. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram at Electric Monster Pod. You can follow Carly at Miss Gitsy, or you can follow myself at Aerosol Pro, A E R O S O U L P R O. All those are on Instagram. As I said before, I got a few shows starting to book, so keep an eye out on my Instagram for any of those announcements and any more announcements. Um, We're loading up, we're getting close to episode 100, and we're hopefully planning something kind of special for that, so keep an eye out for those episodes as well. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one.